Welcome to Body Matters Podcast, where we bring to you raw and inspiring content on all things to do with body positivity and eating disorder recovery. But before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as traditional people and traditional owners of this country. We acknowledge with gratitude First Nations communities for their continuing care and connection to the lands or waters with which they have protected for thousands of years. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and recognise that First Nations sovereignty was never ceded. Thanks for coming back on the podcast, Jules. Thank you for having me once again. Would you be able to start us off with some self-care that you've done recently? Well, now that I've finished exams, I do have a little bit more time on my hands. So I have been making sure I get adequate sleep and sleeping seven to eight hours or more if I'm lucky. Um, But that's something that I wasn't doing during exam periods. So I'm glad that I can finally rest properly. So important. Definitely. So each week on the podcast, we do like to ask our guests about a challenge that they've recently experienced and how they have managed to overcome it. Do you have one? Yeah, so a couple weeks ago, I did have surgery. And so that meant I was immobile and I was on crutches for a few days, which also meant that my usual um, routine schedule of going to the gym and heading on to work was kind of changed. Um, So it was obviously sad that I wasn't able to move my body and do like my usual gym routine because I really enjoy that. And that's part of um, one of the things that give me joys in my week. Um, But I ended up actually sleeping in each morning, getting heaps of rest. And it was really nice to have that break. And it is important to prioritize recovery because your body, even if it's like sick or injured, it it does need that time to heal and recover. Yeah, definitely. So on the topic of today, we are going to be talking about student well-being during exams, the HSC and university. So why is a little bit of stress normal or good for you during these periods? I guess stress in how I view it it can be a source of motivation so a moderate level of stress can motivate us to act or perform better because it makes us more alert um, attentive focus especially during exams work deadlines or competitions so for example obviously if you have like a work deadline it allows you to prioritize your work efficiently so you can complete it on time um, or in during exams um stress does help us keep alert. It triggers the hormone adrenaline, which then increases our awareness and improves our reaction times as well. So having a little bit of stress can allow us to adapt, grow and be resilient. And it teaches us how we can act in the future to overcome possibly hard situations. Yes, definitely. Definitely the motivation and taking action. But on the flip side, what amount of stress is too much stress? What can too much stress do to the body? I guess I always say that each individual is so different. So the amount of stress a person can tolerate could be completely different and we will have different threshold levels. So I guess it is important for the individual to figure out um, what 
levels of stress become too high that doesn't benefit their performance Um, and that would just kind of be like listening to your body listening to your intuition and just understanding when those levels get too high um, and what to do from it so I suppose for me when those stress levels get too high it does stop me from functioning or acting um, on what I need to do because I'm just so overwhelmed so for example in my exam periods I'll write a list of things that I need to do um, and then I'll try and time block it so I know exactly when everything's getting done um, which helps me reduce my stress because I know exactly when um, I'll execute these specific things to then be prepared for my exams and I guess prolonged periods of stress is not good um, for us because we're in that fight or flight mode um, constantly so it naturally would impact our holistic health um, for for physical our cortisol levels would increase um, we'd be in that constant fight or flight mode high blood pressure can occur which over time would actually weaken our immune system and chronic stress could actually also contribute to um, irritable bowel syndrome stomach ulcers and I guess on the mental health side of things we do become quite anxious we do worry a lot um, could affect our memory sleep and make us more irritable so it is so important to be in tune with our body so we know that stress threshold and when we get there we're able to reduce it Mm. And maybe seek the support from professionals in helping understanding when you do reach the threshold or just more self-soothing type things that you can introduce into your life to kind of help balance it. Yeah. So then how does stress activate the fight or flight response? So when our brain sees a threat or danger, it sends a signal up to our brain, which controls our automatic nervous system. Um, This system then triggers hormones such as adrenaline, which then increases our heart rate, blood pressure, uh, we breathe really quickly, our blood flow to the muscles increase, um, and this actually prepares our body to activate that fight or flight response, which helps us respond to danger quickly and effectively. So it's kind of a natural response. I guess when you see, let's say you're in a safari and you see this wild animal, let's say a lion all these things will start to trigger increased heart rate, blood pressure. So we're like ready to like run because we acknowledge that that's a danger and threat. Yeah. But sometimes we can also respond like that physiologically if we believe there's a threat um, to different parts of our survival or just our life in general, like aspects of us or um, our social life. There's all sorts of like fear that is still triggered the same hormones. Yeah. So then what can be the effect of exams on mental health symptoms for young people or anyone? So obviously during the HSC, it is a very stressful time. There's so much anticipation to this one final exam, which supposedly gives us a mark to enter our university and lead us onto our career path. Um, Because it is perceived as such a high stakes exam, um, it obviously increases stress, anxiety, um, and exacerbate perfectionistic and self-criticism tendencies. So Fritz and colleagues did a study. Um, They did confirm that during exam periods, there was a temporary increase in perceived stress and mental distress. Um, And I guess in hindsight, when you are an adolescent in school, like you're or we're so focused on this one exam. And so it can definitely consume people and just affect one's overall well-being. 
Definitely. And then what about the pressure from family, school teachers or peers influencing um, those stress levels during times of studying? It could go both ways. I suppose someone who doesn't study too much could be encouraged to do a bit more study from their peers if their peers are forming study groups. Um, however, if someone takes on the pressure from external sources who they really value, such as their parents or a school teacher, it can put a lot of stress on them because obviously they feel like they don't want to disappoint them and just lead to um, a little bit more anxiousness because they're putting a lot of pressure on this final exam and on them to perform. Yeah, and also it's okay to want to do good in an exam, but when it comes to internalising too too much of other people's expectations or opinions, um, you really can sacrifice your own um, interests. Yeah, it's so important to do what you love and not kind of do it for other people because at the end of the day, that's going to be your career for most of your life unless you change career paths, which is also totally, completely fine. Um, so I guess do it for yourself, find what's interests you because you're the person who's going to be going through that all. And it's always okay to change as well. You changed career paths, didn't you? I did. I was in the business industry. I was working in finance and then now I'm studying to become a dietitian. So completely different career. Up. Um, but this is something I am passionate about and it would be a dream and I would love to do that as my job one day. Yes, which is good. <laughs> so then how might some people place a focus on body weight and shape during times such as the HSE? I guess when we are in periods of high stress, it can be a way of coping with the stress because potentially getting a certain mark would be out of their control. But what we consume, what we do in regards to health and how it affects our body is something we can control. So for example, what we eat, um, when we move and exercise. Um, so when we study, I guess as well, we're always at our desk and we're I mean, I, when I'm in my exam periods, I am snacking all the time because food makes me happy and exams isn't fun to study. So I just snack heaps, which is totally fine. Um, but as well, during HSC, students are usually around 16 to 18 years old. So this is the prime age where bodies are developing, changing, constantly looking at our appearances because of social media. And obviously social media exacerbates this focus on um our body image and comparing ourselves and so it does lead people to focus on body weight and shape during the times of exams or HSC and if I could give my younger self some advice is to not worry about the physical appearance but rather focus on my values and building those values at a younger age and what matters to me focusing on friendships building connections um because what because what we look like gives us only short bursts of happiness, potentially. But joy is definitely found in meaningful relationships. Definitely. So how can you best manage um, stress? Um, so my mindset during any exams that I've done is put in the effort at the start 
and make sure like I'm studying um, as much as I can and to the best of my abilities and whatever mark I get I know that that's all I could have done and so that's kind of the mindset I like to have during my exams as I now even study for my nutrition degree Um, and I guess when I manage stress during these times is that I like to make a game plan of how I like to get everything done. So I have a to-do list every time I sit down and study or do a day of uni and it helps me um, visualize what I need to get done in that day. So if I need to do a couple of lectures, do some notes, I write this all on a list and I love to cross it off because it is so satisfying. Um, I always ensure that I schedule in breaks, um, And just make sure I give myself buffer and not setting tasks back to back because obviously sometimes we do go over time and we might not get everything done, but it's okay Um, and we can always do it um, the next day. So this definitely eases my mind, um, seeing when I'm going to do it and um, it just breaks it down in chunks that we can, I guess, easily mentally digest so we don't get so overwhelmed. Yeah, and creating small steps in the plan. Um, can definitely kind of break down how much work there is to do as well as like obviously the importance of like sleep and eating well maybe studying in small groups can also help exercise time in nature it all needs to be like included um, especially socializing as well um, to help manage stress it really is a good tool yeah so then how can you prioritize self-care during exams My tip is to do something you love and enjoy every day. So I like beginning of the year, I wrote a list of the things that give me joy. So mine, for example, not conclusive list is like spending time with my family um, and friends, moving my body, either going to the gym or walking, having a coffee, listening to music, journaling or reading my Bible Um, And so I always aim to tick off three of these a day, which makes a very mundane day exciting or enjoyable. So if I'm just sitting at my desk studying, I have a coffee on my hand. I've I've just gone to the gym um, and then I get to like listen to music or something. Um, Those just make a studying day 10 times better. Um, But it could be anything, having a bath, if it's eating your favorite food, going for the um, a walk near the beach if you live near the beach or watching the sunrise which could be so nice yes definitely I've started trying to introduce more self-care and more um, acts like that such as like listening to affirmations I find or meditating can be really good just the music in general just to kind of mellow things out and set the mood cute so then how can parents promote support for children during the HSC to enhance performance and not um, kind of limit it? I would say open communication and showing a genuine interest in what they're studying. Um, Offering a listening ear whenever they need to vent or express anything. Um, And I guess you could play a part in their studying. So if they like using flashcards parents can join in and um, help quiz them which would be fun and make it a different um, setting of how to study and could help active recall actually yeah 
Definitely could. Having a laugh and just having people with good sense of humor as well, just even in your class, being able to relate to people always makes um, studying more memorable and more kind of um, engaging. Yeah. So then why is it important to also discuss various career pathway options for after year 12? Talking about different ways to get to the end goal may reduce the pressure on the final ATAR mark. We're so lucky and blessed to have different opportunities and pathways to reach our end goal, whether um, that be going to different universities, going to TAFE to get qualifications or online courses that might be self-paced or guided. Um, it's also okay not to know what you want to do. At the end of the HSC, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I was semi-interested in business um, and my whole family was in business. So that was kind of what I naturally gravitated to. But in my third year of my business degree, I definitely found a passion for health and um, fitness. And so I knew that I wanted to pursue a career in nutrition, um, which is why I'm here now in halfway through my studies to become a dietitian. Yay! <laughs> so then how can the transition from adolescence to adulthood be a very challenging um, period for young people? This period can be super challenging because it's all about change. We change physically, whether that be growth spurts, we change environments, from school to university or work, um, our friends change, we might find new friendship groups. Um, and so navigating these changes can be hard. Um, but for some, we are lucky to actually have stable things in our lives, such as our family and friends, our, um, our home and having a roof over our head. But also in times of these change and transitions, it is so important to ask for help. Um, if you're finding it hard, um, just ask and have a really vulnerable chat to your loved one because I guarantee you they'd love to help you. Yeah. So then how can HSE preparation or exam periods maybe lead to lost friendships or long um, isolation periods and why could this be a problem? It could lead during exams, obviously, if someone is so focused on studying, it could lead them into isolation because they are constantly studying. So it's so important to have a balanced um, study routine and um, ensure that you're socializing um, because your social health is important. I always say that health is holistic. Um, so our social health is important. So we need to go out and have those emotional and um, meaningful connections with our family and friends. I still remember um, when I was studying for my HSC, after a big week of study, my favorite thing to do was go to youth group on a Friday night where I could see all my friends. Yeah, definitely. Because I find if you um, do do those things for yourself and for your social health, you do perform better and kind of have more motivation and energy to do things with those breaks and catching up with people and having those chats um, with supportive people as well. Yeah. So then how can you best prioritise life activities around exams? Allow yourself to enjoy things. Um, if there's a family event or a birthday for a friend, um, make sure you let yourself celebrate um, and celebrate others and just enjoy that time with um, family and friends. 
HSC and study will always be there, but memories and events will pass. And so we've got to make sure we're in the moment and we get to live and enjoy that. Yes, definitely. So then how can you best respond to life's challenges around um, exam times or study commitments? For example, if there's a breakup or if a friend is moving away, those types of um, life challenges. We're definitely not meant to do life alone. So getting support um, from people you know maybe um, or even external um, sources such as seeking psychological treatment. Um, Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, Speaking about things can actually give different perspectives um, and help you with these challenging times. So spending time um, with loved ones and people you care and trust can make you feel comfortable and at peace um, and their presence may just be what you need in these hard times yes definitely um but I do just remember during my HSC moving house that was a lot to kind of try and navigate all the exams and everyone else was kind of in your households doing the same but definitely drawing on your teachers and um your peers around you as well to kind of um keep you up to date with everything it was good yeah So why does there need to be an emphasis on the efforts that a child is making during exam periods rather than always on the outcome of the exam results? Effort is so important to acknowledge. Um, We can control the effort that we put in. Um, This is obviously something internal that we can do, Um, but we also have no control on the hardness of the exam, which obviously is an external source. So sometimes someone or a child can study loads but be smacked with a hard exam and not or may not be able to cope under this pressure um, and stress. Um, If the child knows that they did the best they could have done, um, we should definitely celebrate that. Yes, definitely. And in lots of circumstances, it's usually about practicing and finding those areas that you need to improve on. But with the HSE or those types of exams, sometimes it might not be the area that you mostly dedicated all your time to. Um, so it's it's just really dependent. Yeah. So then how does our perception of stress either positively or negatively impact our performance? Having a positive view on stress can help us manage it effectively. So understanding that stress is a natural response from our body to help us cope with challenges, stresses or threats um, and shifting to a more positive mindset and perspective about stress rather than adding to our stress and anxiety when we believe that stress is negative um, can actually help us um, perform. So we can always strive to have a positive mindset by changing our words around stress and being like, oh, this stress can actually help me perform better. My favorite quote is, watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character, that becomes your destiny. So I think it's just so important to make sure we use words that are actually going to benefit us and help us um, for what we need to do. There was actually a study done by Short Poor um, and colleagues They found that increasing positive thinking helps stress and anxiety 
anxiety and depressive levels for hemodialysis patients. So this just shows how the power of our thoughts and how shifting our perspective um, can have positive impacts on our mental health. Wow, yeah, powerful quote. And that's definitely very important information. So then how can a moderate degree of stress and anxiety actually benefit our performance then? So a moderate degree of stress um, can increase our alertness, focus and motivation. So there is a psychological theory um, by Yerkes and Dodson, and that is how optimal arousal can lead to peak performance. So this Theory kind of states in summary, um, individuals perform on tasks. Individuals' performance on tasks will improve as arousal levels increase, but only to a certain point. So imagine an upside down U-curve. The optimal arousal is at the very top where peak performance is supposedly going to occur. Anything less on the left side means that we might be a little bit unproductive because we have lower levels of attention, interest. And then on the right side of this U-shaped curve, upside down U-shaped curve, it may be unproductive because we have increased stress and anxiety. Um, so leading us to being over aroused um, and not being able to act um, efficiently. So when looking at this, we can see that a moderate degree of arousal can help our performance. So it's a positive thing. So I guess trying to find that balance for yourself when um, you have stress is so important. And that just comes with trial and error. Hmm. And it is a normal part of life and they are normal um, things that occur. Like when you wake up in the morning, you have a little bit of stress and motivation and arousal to get up out of bed. It really is a part of everyday life. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jules, for this interview. It's been delightful. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Jesse. Well, that's the end of today's episode. Please subscribe, leave us a comment or a review. If you would also like to learn more about Body Matters services, you can check out our website at bodymatters.com.au. Thanks for listening.